Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, guys, 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 I got to start asking questions, all right? And these questions come. How are you, by the way? Evan and Tiki. Tiki's off. He's back tomorrow. Sean here, Lugie here, Connor here. How are we all doing? Sometimes you just got to ask questions when things don't add up. Like Detective Danvers would say, ask the right questions. Okay, now you tell me if I'm asking the right questions. I'm very skeptical about what's happening right now with Julius Randle's injury. I'm skeptical because Julius Randle got hurt on Saturday. And we all saw it. It was late in the Miami game. He falls down. He's clearly hurt, doesn't take the free throws, comes out of the game. He's got a shoulder issue. We get no update. Nick fans are freaking out during Championship Sunday because they want an update on Julius Randle. And they all become doctors. We all become doctors. We're on social media. We're doing our research. Okay, if it's just a dislocated shoulder, it could take about a month. Nothing crazy. Get him back. But if he needs surgery, he could potentially miss the entire season. We get no update. No update. No update Sunday. Finally on Monday, we get Adrian Wojnarowski, Sham Sharnia, and Ian Begley all pretty much saying the same thing. Now, I want you to listen to these words carefully. As testing continues on Nick's forward Julius Randle's dislocated right shoulder, there's optimism that his timeline for a return will be measured in weeks and not months, sources tell ESPN. Randle underwent an MRI on Saturday night, and although the evaluation isn't fully completed, there's hope that Randle can avoid a surgical procedure and return after missing several weeks. So I think we all hear that and say, oh, that's great. You know? and, and, I, and all jokes aside, I want Julius Randle to be damn healthy. All right? I may be uh, you know, the president of the coalition of Nick Haters. I, jokes aside, I would never root for something like this. I want this man back. I want him back, and I want him playing. All right? I hope you believe me because I'm not that kind of person. No, I, be- I believe you want the Knicks to go down with the full team swinging. Correct. Yeah, no, yeah. thank you. That report, when you first hear it, is soothing. Right, Lugie? Like you heard that and said, oh, I feel better. 100%. It has now been three days. We've heard nothing from this franchise. We've heard no further update on it. And so every day that's gone by, I've wondered, what's happening? Does it take that long to really examine the shoulder issue? Is it that complicated? Or is there a reason they're not saying anything? And is that reason a week from tomorrow's the trade deadline? And if the news on Julius Randle maybe wasn't good, why would you announce it? Why would you tell the world, hey, uh, uh, you know, our second best player, top 30 player, according to Lugie, he's out. So that's like writing a sign on your head that says, please take advantage of me and ask for the moon in trades. And I know this because I saw the Mets do it. I know some of you guys are Mets fans, too. Remember 2021 with Jacob DeGrom, that trade deadline? 
We got nothing on Jake. What's going on with Jake? Nothing, 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 nothing. They trade for Javi Baez. Right after the deadline, we find out, yeah, he's probably more hurt than we realized. It's like, what the hell is going on? And I don't blame the strategy of it. Like, I want to make this clear. If that's what the Knicks are doing, I get it, and I respect it. What I'm asking is, don't we agree this doesn't make sense? We got an update on Monday that basically said, testing continues, they're optimistic. They didn't say he's fine. Well, the they Knicks, didn't say he's back in a few weeks. And the Knicks themselves not saying anything. Where at least we had OG himself the other night tell everybody, hey, this is what's happened. It's happened in my career. The Knicks silence and only relying on reporters would worry me. The only thing I would push back on the trade deadline part of this, Ed, would be, I hate to utter these words, but if Julius Randle is like done for the year mm-hmm. or is going to miss the postseason or anything, is there really any trade the Knicks could swing that gets them back to feeling like they would be the title contender we've argued here? I would argue yes. Uh, not title contender, I don't think they are, but there are yeah. significant deals they can make. And by the way, we're going to get into it because if we don't get further updates, the more this goes, the more we're, I think more people are going to pick up on this and say, hey, are we getting this guy back? Right. So, but you ask a good question that I'm not ready to fully discuss yet because it's pure speculation, which right. is, hey, if Julius is out for the year, what do you do at the deadline? It's a great question. I'm not there yet. I'm merely asking, hey, guys, do not find this curious. Hey, Lugie, do you not find this curious? I would like to analyze a little bit what Tom Thibodeau said about it last night. He said the Knicks are still gathering information on the best steps forward regarding his being Julius's dislocated shoulder. Thibodeau suggested there would be a definitive decision timeline within the next few days. That was last night. Okay. Next few days. Okay, let's see it. So in theory, perhaps they're not rushing to something because if they tell the public, much like with Mitchell Robinson, they were like, well, he's out for a few months, then he's out for the year, now we're hopefully can come back, and we're in a yo-yo as fans. Maybe they just want to get the right, they're going through all the steps, they want to get the right prognosis, and then they will tell us in a couple days. Maybe a week from the injury, that's not bad. Look, we all want Julius back quickly, we all hope he's okay, so I want the exact, correct Accurate diagnosis. Of course. Not rushing it out there and then being wrong. I get it. It's just most of the time with injuries, we get an update. We get an answer to this. Like, I'm used to this as a DeGrom guy. Remember how many times Jacob DeGrom had some kind of elbow soreness, and then we'd wait bated breath, and usually in a couple of days, there'd be an answer, and we are now sitting on, how many days has it been? Five days. But Woj gave you an answer on Monday, and you know where that came from. It came from the Knicks. Of course. And what? So that's the Knicks telling but Lugie, you. But Lugie, They did it through Woj, just but, like they always do. All the teams the, go through Woj. But think about what they said. A couple Woj. weeks. As testing continues, yeah. there's optimism. His timeline for return will be measured in weeks. But that they, mirrors what they said on Saturday night when he got hurt. No, but they didn't say he's going to be back in a few weeks. They said there's optimism and the testing's continuing. They haven't told but, us anything. And by the way, in weeks, 52 is still a number of weeks. You're right. Oh, I get that. But, I mean, I think they mean under a month. I don't know that. what's going to happen with Julius Randle. I'm telling you right now. I'm just asking the questions that I'm surprised more people aren't asking. Like, it's Wednesday. The injury was Saturday. They gave you the little nugget on Monday. And, again, I defend the Knicks if they know more and they don't want to tell people because of the trade deadline. I get it. It's strategy. Dude, I totally understand that. It's also now, what, we're going on five days? I mean, let's be honest. It's a, It was supposed to be a dislocated shoulder. You're supposed to have the best doctors in the world around the Knicks and in New York City. He doesn't have a boil on his ass. How long does it take to gather information? So you're agreeing with me. I, I do think it's a little interesting. I'm very intrigued and I'd be a little worried. I'd be a little worried. 
Well, of course you're a little worried until you get a clear-cut diagnosis. 100%. That it's weeks and not surgery and out for the year. Thank you 100%. For, thank you for saying so, that because that's what that's about. That's about the fact that I have watched as a fan many guys be hurt, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Jacob yes. DeGrom, and I've lived what you guys have lived in terms of updates, and usually there's an answer. Like, think about Aaron Rodgers. We had a few hours that night of, what is it, what is it, what is it? And then we were put out of our misery. We were just put out of our misery. And sometimes it's, well, it's a hamstring. It's going to take a few weeks. And you almost have to kind of wait on a timeline. You know what? We, we haven't gotten that yet. We do have a recent example of this. It just dawned on me. Go ahead. This does feel a lot like Aaron Judge last year. That, that took a while, too. You're right. And what it, happened? Forever. And we, what happened? He eventually came back, but really wasn't the same. Wasn't it? It wasn't the Dodger injury, wasn't it? The yes, Dodger? it was the Dodger. But remember, we, he missed two months. He missed two months, but we also never found out what the actual injury was until he finally spoke, like a month and a half later. You're right that that took a while, and I remember asking the same question. We had discussions on the air: Is he even going to be back this year? Yeah, because they gave us nothing. Yeah. They gave you nothing. That's but he did eventually come back. But also, baseball season a lot longer than the NBA season. And obviously a different kind. He could swing a bat. He I, couldn't play the field. I've well. said this the other day about his injury. If you can get him back in a month and a half, uh-huh. March 15th, I think you're fine. I think you will get whatever you get out of Julius in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, it won't be a guy that's impacted by the injury. You give him enough time to recover, come back, kind of reestablish chemistry with this roster. I think if it's later than that, you worry about that. Those are the things you would worry about. No, absolutely. And I I just want to, like, a little sidebar here. I'm glad that the Knicks went on this run with Julius Healthy because had they gone on a run once he got hurt, everyone would have said, see, they're better off without Julius. And I'm so glad for that because I'm a Julius supporter. So I'm happy that for that case. But, yeah, it's one of those things where they're playing so well, but there's that little dark cloud of, What's going on with Julius? What's going on with Julius? What's going on with Julius? And as fans, we are impatient. We just want to know, especially with injuries, because if it's surgery, he's out for the year, and I don't want to go there. I don't want to throw names By out there way, yet because he's not. we don't know yet. And I know that this is Thibodeau's nature, and you brought up why you don't blame him for the Julius injury and the starter still being out there. Last night, too, you're up by 19 with the Jazz at two and a half. I, I got to see Hartenstein hitting the deck like that. Too. Well, the Jalen thing in Jaylen the eye, got too. hit in his yeah. face, yeah. That was, you know what? Because I mentioned the other day I defended Thibodeau on that, where as long as their starters are in, I'm playing. I think at that point, it was ex- it was definitely over. It was excessive. And when Jalen took that little poke in the eye, it was like, Argh. Right. Take Jalen out of it. They can't afford to lose anybody else. We right. don't know when they're on getting that- Ananobi back yet. Right. And the night last night where Grimes gets hurt, too. Right. So. Yep, let's go to, and he turned out to be fine. He ended up coming back in the game. Let's go to John in Wappingers Falls. What's up, John? Hey, Evan, how you doing? Good, uh, Quick question. Yeah. Um, graduation day normally is in June, correct? Yeah. yeah, that's true. Okay, so with that being said, um, you still have some time to make up some finals. Now, you made a statement that Julius Randle has not proven it, it in the playoffs. Yes. We're, 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 okay. <laughs> Tell me what Dame Lillard has done. Dame Who's Lillard had a game-winning shot in a Western Conference semifinal game. Didn't he, didn't he have a buzzer one. beater in a Western Conference semifinal game? W- one shot. I mean, that's a big deal. He just he had a buzzer beater in a Western Conference semifinal game. If Julius Randle did that, you build a statue for him. He took a team with Seth but, Curry but, but, and CJ McCollum to the West Finals. Yeah, they got to the Western Conference not, Finals once. But if I had to study who he went up against in that whole series, in that whole playoff series, I don't think it was as difficult as what the Knicks have gone on. I think Jalen that is, Brunson, come, on, come on, man. I, you're Br- trying to attack Damian Lillard, and I gave you an answer, and you're like, what? Oh, you got to look at who he's gone up against. Who's he gone up against? He went up against the Atlanta Hawks, okay? Got schooled in that series. as their best player, I admit that. 
And well, then we saw the last Derek two Rose was technically the best player in that series, but I know what you mean. <laughs> right, 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 right. To be player. fair, <laughs> D Rose was the best player until he wore down because he's old by the end of the series, but Julius was the best player on the Knicks team. If we're having a broader discussion on like winning a championship and a Hall of Fame resume of an NBA player that didn't win one, I totally understand you saying that about Dame, even though Dame was the best player on a team I think Sean eloquently tried to say, a team that did not have loaded talent. But when you ask me flippantly, what has he done in the playoffs? And my response is, well, he did it a game-winning shot in the second round of a playoff series, and he went to a conference finals. I think only one. I don't think he's been at two. One conference finals? Like, that's something. I answered your question. Was that not a fair answer? Yeah, we to can't tolerate Dame slander here. That's also, that's not fair. Also, Damian Lillard, up until this offseason, was the ultimate nice guy and probably stayed in Portland at a loyalty way too long. He could have pouted like other NBA superstars. And then maybe we would have killed him for it, but we would have looked at him a little more positively with more playoff success on better teams. Steve is in White Plains. What's up, Steve? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Listen, normally I have to disagree with you because we're on the opposite sides of the coin in terms of all the teams we root for. But that being said, I do not believe this Knicks team is a championship contending team, and it's for one reason and one reason only. Mm -hmm. And they kind of alluded to it earlier, but that's Julius Randle and his playoff performance. If you go back, and I will never get that Hawk series out of my head, granted, different team, not as many shooters as they may have now, but when Julius Randle was double-teamed, he did not know what to do with the ball. Yeah. And we know come playoff time, teams are going to play a lot more defense. Mm. And granted, you've got better players around you now, but if he can't get that hero ball mentality out of his head, in his three playoff series, he's had more than 15 turnovers in each series. That's not a winning recipe, unfortunately. No. And granted, you've got Jalen Brunson, should have the ball in his hands, but if teams can pick up on what he's done in the past, if he can't adjust, they're dead. No question about it. I think that is one of the, if I was making a list of reasons why they're not a legitimate title contender, I know it sucks to hear the first part about Jalen because Jalen's done nothing wrong here. So to kind of hit on him for not being good enough, as good as he is, as a top 12 player in this sport and say, well, yeah, but top 12 players don't win. You got to be a top five player. That hurts. But his point's the one that I think most Nick fans know deep down in their soul, which is that you can't trust him. I mean, Julius Randle is not trustworthy in the postseason. And the other guy you can't trust in the postseason is Tom Thibodeau. The Bulls won 62 games in 2011. I was in the building when they blew Game 5. I actually was, stunningly enough. Game 5 against Miami that night. Me, Beningo. We were at the United Center. I don't think it's fair to criticize. <laughs> I, I don't think it's fair to criticize Julius in that Hawk series. I mean, Atlanta was why? just a way better team. Wait, I just told you, you. No, no, no. You don't it get to throw fair. it yeah. away. Yes. Why? Because he was double teamed as the best player on that team. Hold on. And he was stunned that there were people in the stands for the first time. I like, think that's it, not an I, excuse. Dude. Hold on. If you want to criticize Julius, you could criticize him last year. I think it's unfair to criticize him in that Hawk series. Last year, 100%. Number one, we have seen athletes, we've seen it in this town, that have struggled in the postseason, struggled in the playoffs, and have turned it around. Julius Randle is a damn good basketball player. You can't just say, oh, he's always going to stink. Who are you talking about? In this town? No, a- who are you referring to? A-Rod, for A-Rod. starter. A-Rod. Top Randy three Johnson, oh, no, not in this town. Hold on. A- A-Rod, a top three player in the oh, sport. Oh, that's not fair because everybody crushed A-Rod no, no, for not no. getting it done. No, no. And then when he does no, get it done, you can't say, well, because no. he's great. No, that's no. why he got no. it done. Uh, hold on. I want you to hear me out on this. Okay. Alex Rodriguez was at that moment of mm. struggle in a postseason spot, the best player in baseball. Julius yeah. Randle, in my opinion, is a top 30 NBA basketball player. <laughs> That's not He's what I He's not just a said. pimple on the ass on what A-Rod was in baseball. Keep I'm A-Rod's saying mouth out your mouth. Julius Randle Amen. is an all-star Jeez. and a, an all-star. Julius 
Randall, all-star, top 30 player, and a damn good basketball now, player. The Luke, way you Luke, passionately defend A-Rod in this moment was very, like, was over the top. Yeah, what, do you want to go on a date with the guy? Because the guy is, like it or not, a legendary champion in this town, and you just compare Julius wow. Randle, and by the way, give We're throwing Randall, the word legendary around a lot, no, I guess. No, oh, but, but then you, you give Randle credit. Oh, look, he beat, you know, he lost to a far superior Hawks team. A Hawks team that's done nothing since, yeah, by the way. Yeah. And a Hawks team that you and every other Nick fan around here couldn't wait to tell everybody how you were going to beat oh, five games ahead of that series. By the way, randomly, because I mentioned being at the United Center with Beningo, I got to tell you a story. Okay. So I spoke to Joe this morning. As you talk every once in a while. We're doing a little sports, you know, talking yeah. about life. This was after he got off the phone with Zach Rosenblatt <laughs> and Diana Racine. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I told him about that article. Oh. I have to explain it. So we had a very awkward moment that I felt so horrible about. Joe says, well, let me, let me preface this. Okay. Over the weekend, I got hacked. My uh, email got hacked where it was sending out emails to everybody I think I've ever contacted. So I got a lot of text messages this weekend saying, hey, just so you know, uh, I think you got your spamming people. And so I realized it, changed my passwords, tried to fix so it. So when you emailed me and said, hey, fat, so you need a bra, that wasn't really <laughs> No, that was And that me. picture you sent me wasn't actually yours? Because nice if it is. <laughs> it was not me. Huh. But apparently the email that was going out was saying something about like a party or a celebration. And it was obviously a fraud. They want you to click on it. And I felt horrible about it. But I couldn't contact every single person I've ever met about like a hacked email. So all of a sudden, you know, we're talking about the Mets. He's complaining about David Stearns. He said, by the way, bro, are you having a party? <laughs> I said, a party? No. He's like, Terry told me he got an email. She got an email from you about some kind of party. <laughs> and as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so I said, no. It, it was like my email got hacked. Oh, Terry kept trying to click on it. Oh. It wouldn't open. Oh, no. I'm like, no. Damn it. So they got a virus in those computers. I don't know. I said, I hope you didn't get a virus. Like, I hope he didn't, obviously. Oh, the last of the midday funds going to a Nigerian prince. Ugh. Do we know what kind of party it was? Are you I saying that there's a party in your pants and that I'm invited? That's it. <laughs> Nothing like that. Nothing nefarious, I hope. I just, like, when I, when I found out that my email was hacked and all these emails were going out, was I supposed to call every single person I knew? Yeah. So what yeah. kind of party was described in this email? You know, I, I changed my address. I deleted it from my send folder. So I wish I had it to show yeah. you what the hell it said. I just I'm picturing I'm picturing Joe in a white suit showing up to some warehouse in Brooklyn. Are you sure you didn't plan a Jets Super Bowl party in August and forgot to not send it out? Uh, trust me, that ain't me. So I felt terrible. So but, my apologies to the way, great Joe Beningo. Don't you does do you have Frances on your email list though? Yeah, I'm sure Mike got it too. So Mike got invited to the party. What is this like Costanza with Elaine Bennis? <laughs> Not only that, I was saying this to my wife. I've had that same email address since I was in eighth grade. So Sorry, no thank you. <laughs> what the hell was that? I'll pass. Mike saying sorry, no thank you. Was that Mike, actually? Sounded like an AI mic. Uh, like never, a bad mic. You never know around here. Or in this case, a good mic. I, but I was thinking, man, I think that girls I knew in the ninth grade were getting this email. Oh, God. Like, think about I've had the same address since we all, haven't you, like your old AIM account? Like, haven't you um, had the same name no, since changed. 1999? I have. Oh, Shockey 4, Prez 80, and Kmart Special 66 are gone. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Mine's the same. So not only did Beningo get it, and probably Francesa, 
but any person I've ever yeah. had contact with. Barbara Tulane from uh <laughs> Yeah from Hewlett. Got it. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking, how awkward is that? I hope people realize I right, this was probably this is probably a spam situation. That's Poor actually my hope. Could you imagine Joe and Terry? Do we have anything that day? <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the people Evans angrily emailed. Steve Phillips, Billy King. <laughs> now all of a sudden they're getting a virus from me. Oh, man. Dan is in Danbury, Connecticut. Hey, Dan, what's up? All right, so how can you say that the Knicks aren't ready for a championship run, but the Jets are one piece away? Oh, the boy. Jets aren't even close, <sighs> and the Knicks are right there. <sighs> you want me to do this? You want, you want to have this fight, Dan? Oh, I do. I have to fight. What's the fight? So let me tell you. The Jets are like the Jets are like me as a golfer. I shoot 120, but I buy a new driver, and all of a sudden I'm going to break 80 next year. The the I don't even know what that means because I don't like golf. But okay, I'm sure that's <laughs> I'm sure that was really funny to like most of the audience. I admit that I most. went over my head. I have no idea. The sport is different. The team is different. Like I know you want to throw the pie in my face. I get that. Well, how would a judge closer? It's a different team. It's a different sport. Everything about it's different. Yeah, the Jets suck this year. Yeah, the Jets have had one winning season in the last decade. Yeah, but I can at least sit here and give you examples of how the Jets could win. Like, I talked recently about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from a few years ago. The model of what Tampa used and what the Jets used, while not perfect symmetry, has some similarities. Uh, well, I would just say this. In the last 10 years... Aaron Rodgers and Julius Randle are the same player in the playoffs. Say one more time. Julius Randle and Aaron Rodgers. Let's play the last 10 years of Rodgers' career. That's not fair. Same player in the playoffs. That's ridiculous. Same player in the playoffs. Julius Randle has hidden in the postseason. So and has shown he, he hasn't, though. You think every loss Aaron's had in the playoffs has been about him? Every? No. Well, that's what you're saying. That's essentially well, what you're saying. every Nick And oh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers, I know you want to ignore because it, it was past the 10 years. He won a Super Bowl. He's been to conference championship games. Okay, great. He's been to conference championship games. He didn't get to a Super Bowl in now, what, 13 years? But the comparison sucks, is my I point. I said the last 10 years. It doesn't. Like, if you want to attack They're Aaron Rodgers in the post. regular season players that falter when it matters. How many MVPs has Julius won? I'll wait, by the way. You he just... hasn't. I'm sorry, how many? He hasn't. He hasn't won any? No. How many has Aaron won? Uh, I forgot. I one, really count MVPs. Two. No, you're playing this game with me. I'm going to give it back to you. Okay, you could okay. say you don't care about MVPs, but in this discussion, you're going to care. How many MVPs did Aaron win? Look it up. Three. I think it's four, actually. He okay. had a couple of COVID MVPs, as he would say. What, did they count as half of him? Yeah. So I forgot what he counted. It just shows you how irrelevant the NFL MVP is. But. Three or four MVPs. Okay. How many times has Julius Randle gotten, like, MVP votes? Again, I said— And don't count Garden fans chanting it. I said same player in the playoffs, not the regular season. Yeah, but th that's the point I was making about A-Rod. Like, Alex Rodriguez was the best player in baseball, so there was this thought of get him there enough, and eventually he'll show it. Mm. I think there's a difference. Let's go to Ryan in Tarrytown. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Evan, thanks. Yeah, I wanted to talk about something you said about Tom Thibodeau's never proven anything in the playoffs, and I think it was his fault that they fell apart in Miami. Uh, he looked, he made Atlanta look like the Indiana Pacers, and uh, even... We went to Game 7 at the Barkley Center that I was at against the Nets years ago. He's never proven it with Derrick no, Rose, Chicago, or anything. <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. You, just, you, you slipped something in there that was wrong and unfair. You slipped in one of Tom Thibodeau's great accomplishments. And I don't know if you were trying to be a jerk or not, but him winning Game 7 with an injury-depleted team against those fraud Nets, a game I was in the building for, was actually like a compliment. So you probably should have deleted that one, should have left that one out, and you should have gone with everything else you said, which is fair about Tom Thibodeau. Oh, it's completely fair. 
Like, that Chicago team, specifically in 2011, was a 62-win team with one of the best players in the world in Derrick Rose. Now, obviously, you're going up against the Heatles. We all understand that. But it was also year one of the Heatles, right. a team that ended up getting picked off by Dirk Nowitzki and the Dallas Mavericks right. a few weeks later. Not the Phillip Heatles, by the way. Correct. <laughs> They blew that series. They lost that series. And so you're right. When you make the list, like I said, about why they're not, he's a part of it. There's no question. We'll take more of your calls at 877-337-6666. But a caller tried to bring the Jets into it. So let's bring the Jets into it. They're now dealing with something the Giants dealt with for the last couple of weeks. Leaks from the building that make them look bad. The Jets are dealing with that today. If you haven't read the athletic story, don't worry. I got you. I pay the subscription. I'll tell you what I heard and what concerns me. Sean will tell you what concerns him. And then we'll probably fight about it because he's a jet hater. <laughs> the night is darkest before the dawn. And, of course, more of your calls. I-F-O. It is my uh, graduation day for Nick fans. Your chance to move away from just being good and fun and declaring once and for all you're a title contender or not. Evan and Tiki on the fan. Tiki is in Nolens, and he'll be back tomorrow. Look forward to that. We'll get back to your Nick calls in a second. Today's a big day for Nick fans. It's graduation day. Guys are kicking ass, beating every team in the league, but are you ready to declare yourself a title contender? Or are you just plucky and fun and exciting and dangerous and going to do damage? So we've had that discussion throughout the day. Now, there was a story that came out this morning in The Athletic that, and I'll just read this first part for you if you didn't see it, just to give you a quick summation of what this piece featured around the New York Jets. The Athletic spoke to 30 sources in and around the organization, some of whom were granted anonymity, anonymity, anonymity. 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 I love when he corrects me. To speak freely, (laughs) to speak freely about the inner workings of the team without reprisal. Those sources described a team riddled with excuse making, a paranoid head coach, an ill-equipped offensive coordinator, and an organizational tunnel vision on the quarterback that rubs some teammates the wrong way. Quote, it's just such a bleeping mess, one Jet coach said. Something has to change. Now, I'll give you my biggest takeaways real quick, because I don't know how many people have read it. And you should. It's a, it's a great read. I love The Athletic. I mean, they don't pay me anything. I pay them because I buy the stupid product. They do a very good job. And it should be known it's collaboration between Diana Rossini and Zach Rose. Yeah, yeah, they both do a good job. Yeah. I like them both. Number one, Robert Sala is very, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, yeah, the word they used, paranoid. He's paranoid. And one of the stories revealed in this article was revealed to us by Joe Beningo. <laughs> which is how you know it's true. Which is how you know it's true. It's, it, which is that Robert Sala would tell anyone who would listen, including Beningo, that, hey, look at the other great head coaches. Uh, hey, well, how'd they do when their starting quarterback was out? Now, Joe told us that a few months ago. Robert Sala apparently tells everyone that. My bad. What do I know? Robert Sala conducted research. He had a research team. Instead of fixing this crap offense, he decided, how do I prove to everybody out there and Woody Johnson and everybody knowing that it's not my fault? Now, that's a problem. I'm not surprised by it because Beningo told us this. But Robert Sala being scared about his job and being more concerned with making excuses is not new information, but it's certainly kind of reinforced that that's a problem with this head coach. It's not going to snowball. Oh, the Nate Hackett stuff, and this one really bothers me, is that, and I'll ask Tiki tomorrow when he's back. I know he's a big Nate Hackett guy, but they attack something that would always bother me. 
Like, you can say you don't like me. You can say you suck, Evan. You can say anything you want about me. It's an opinion, right? I totally respect that. And Sean will say this. The one thing you can't say is I don't work hard. Damn right. I may fail, but I'm going to work my ass off. And I've been doing that my entire life here. I work very, very hard. It's my that, biggest sigh of relief since taking this job is that Evan works hard. Thank you. I, pre- I, I do. I'm serious. I will bust my ass. I work very, very hard. I don't take any day for granted. I'm here early. I, I'm careful. I care. When I hear people don't work hard, it bothers me. Because that doesn't take talent. That doesn't take skill. It just takes effort. Right. And in this article, Nate Hackett is portrayed as lazy. He's portrayed as not working hard enough on his game plans, not watching enough film. Now, that's coming from people inside the building. And I want to be fair about the way we talked about the Giants story. You always have to ask who's leaking this and why. And we all right. should ask that question. But when I saw that about Nate Hackett, that kind of bothered me. Now, maybe it's not true. Maybe it's someone trying to put an agenda out. But you're not working hard? You're the offensive coordinator of an NFL team. You, this should be all you do. I should never hear that you're not working hard enough. Those were the two huge things I took away. The other one was solid trying to catch the leaks. Like, he was very aggressive in trying to find out who was leaking stories. In fact, he stood in front of everybody and said, I promise you, you're not going to get in trouble. Just come forward. (laughs) And he threatened to take cell phones away because Robert Sala was obsessed with how the Zach Wilson story came out, which, of course, was true. So you tell me you've read the article as well. Those are my biggest takeaways for anyone who hasn't read it. Anything else that I may have missed? Well, I mean, we can get into it, too, saying that you don't like the way the Giants are covered in comparison I'll to the I'll get to Jets. that in a second. Get to that. But overall, I'm in lockstep with you, and my main takeaway from that I think should be obvious, not just to Jet haters, but to Jet fans, and I think we could all come together in unison, and we should be after reading this article, and that is Robert Sala is not equipped to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't already know that, you should know that now. And simply sitting back, just because Aaron Rodgers is given a stamp of approval and continuing down this road because we didn't get to see it this year is an enormous mistake that we should all have blinders on. And frankly, Woody Johnson should wake up, take off the Sauce Gardner chain, read this article today, have an honest assessment, and realize on January 31st, it's actually not too late. We only found out today who the Seahawks are hiring at head coach, right? There's one of the commanders still don't know who they're hiring at head coach. Mike Vrabel is still out there. I'm not even going to say Bill Belichick. Have an honest assessment, bro. The idea of the Jets being the cool, hip team because Aaron Rodgers on is all fine and dandy. If you care about having a vision and a direction, it should be blatantly obvious that the only way the Jets have success next year if Robert Sala's coaching is basically on accident because the team has won in spite of him. It is not too late. Clearly, there's this many sources in the building. There's a guy worried about everybody leaking when we know he's texting our friend Joe Beningo. That's a leak in itself. Bad job by me. He's the wrong messenger, a great human, a great guy. He cannot be the head coach of the New York Jets, and this should be the final stamp. Woody, wake up. It's actually not too late. You have to fire Robert Sala. That's very passionate of you. Your face turned red. I feel like you said it from the heart. It is. I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't even know how Jet fans can argue that. I'm going to argue it. All right. I'm going to argue with you in this way. This has become painfully obvious that 2024, this upcoming season, is just all in. This is it. This is it. Nate Hackett, this is it. Robert Sala, this is it. Joe Douglas, this is it. 
And yes, Aaron Rodgers, this is it. And so I think by trying to tweak now, by changing head coaches, when I got to be honest with you, you made a point to me yesterday I didn't agree with. You said, I don't think free agents want to come to the Mets. And I said, well, you pay a guy enough money, they'll come. I don't think a head coach would take this job. And it's not just Aaron Rodgers being 40 off at Achilles. It's you're taking a job in an all-in year where if it doesn't work, you're going to blow it up. Like, this is an all-in. If it doesn't work, they're all gone kind of year, which is why I've accepted that while as flawed as Robert Sala is, and he is flawed, it's not a defense of Robert Sala, I may as well put it all on the table and say, go in, because if you don't, it's all over. All of it. Not a little bit of it. All of it. I got to stop you right there and disagree with that point. Now, if you're telling me the Jets were going to fire... Uh, Rob Sala, and they were going to turn around, and their main covet was going to be Ben Johnson, who just said no to the Commanders and Seahawks. And you go, well, can you blame him? It's one year all in. I would say, ah, maybe I get that. I am telling you, you got to call and invest. Mike Vrabel is the guy. There's no way Mike Vrabel would take this job. And by the way. Because of what I just said? But here's where where you're wrong. Go ahead. It's an all-in year for Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. No doubt about it. When you restart that clock on a head coach, Mm. the Jets aren't going to hire a new head coach late in January and go, it's one year, go all in with Rodgers. No, no. In fact, that should be looked at as a benefit. Now, maybe Rodgers is difficult to work with and and the Jets know that. I don't know. But if you get one year of Rodgers and you do, by the way, get the great year you guys might be hoping for, or even if it fails... I don't think the head coach is out after one year. I think it's a good jumpstart. No, I think you need, if this doesn't work this year, and by the way, it's probably not, but you have to do it. Like, two things can be true at the same time. Right now, the Jets are throwing a Hail Mary in the end zone. Their other option is to what? Call a draw play? Like, you got to go for it. In a perfect, let me finish. Everything breaks right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're wrong. Aaron Rodgers proves Coming off an Achilles, he can do this. They go on a deep run. And we're all happy and we're all talking about real football today, right? If it doesn't and it's a disaster, which I fear it will be, then you got the nuclear button right next to you. And you press it and it's all over. Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, Nate Hackett, and even Aaron Jesus himself, Aaron Rodgers. It's all done. The problem with what you're saying, and by the way, I think most Jet fans are going to agree with you, but I think they're wrong, respectfully. Here's why. You guys are saying, let's just try something different. And then if it fails, then what? Like, if you somehow convince Mike Vrabel to take this job, and you're not, and this season's a disaster, you're really going to sit here a year from now saying, fire everybody but Mike Vrabel? That's not going to happen. So you may as well go down with this, give it one last shot. All right, Bob, Sala, you had your excuses. This is it. No more. This is it. And if it doesn't work, you blow the whole thing up. And get, by the way, when you blow the whole thing up, guess who's going to be available? Are you ready? Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. But guess what? He won't have one year as a good head coach with Aaron Rodgers putting it together because we still don't even know if Sala can coach his way out of these games. Evan, I, I'm i going to actually give Rodgers some credit here. And I know I've killed him plenty since we've launched this show. I refuse to believe that Aaron Rodgers entering 40 years old would only be willing to play quarterback for the New York Jets under the circumstances of Nate Hackett and Robert Sala. I'm not saying he would only uh, willing. But, I believe but, in Robert Sala. 
But if that is not the case, then why are these guys here? Because we didn't get to see it. To me, that's not good enough. Because and I think you're minimizing the work that's been put in over the last year to prepare for this upcoming right. season. But guess what? Working you... on the quarterback-friendly offense with Nate Hackett, like I think starting over and blowing I the thing up, as much as I don't believe in Robert Sala, yeah, and as much as I'm pissed off at Nate Hackett if these reports are true, that essentially he's lazy, which, by the way, he should fight back on. Jets... Because that would bother me if that was out there, that basically I don't work hard enough. So Nate Hackett better call his minions and say, fight back. I need an article talking about how hard I work. What? I, I, and by the way, maybe you could keep Nate Hackett in some kind of pseudo force it on Vrabel, something like that. But they've already hired, by the way, what, two assistants that were on the Titans staff. This is no bleeping around time now if you're the Jets. And Woody Johnson's going to grip on it. You now have told great stories of the past. You are a Met season ticket holder. You're a net season ticket holder. And you talked about growing up, right? That was something your father did, right? All right. And now you get to kind of do that, take your father to games. That means a lot to you, right? Okay. What the, where the hell is this going? I'm going to tell you where it's going. <laughs> There's a lot of people who treat football the same way. Yeah. I know that's me and my father's greatest bond is watching Giants football. You as a Jet fan knows this. You're running. Some people are running out of time on this earth, okay? And you don't have years to keep punting on bad no, Jet no, no, football. No, 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 no. See, you, you, I get what you're saying, but you screwed up. I think their best chance to make this work, as unlikely as it is, is running it back. How is how is that hiring I, a better head coach to work with the quarterback? Not a better chance to make it work. Because I explained it. Number one, <laughs> you can't just reset Aaron Rodgers in the offense. A, he wants to be in, and B, I don't think anybody wants he, this job. Aaron Rodgers. Ro- We're not Sean, talking about Daniel Sean, Jones at twenty six on three different Sean, offensive coordinators. I want you to get this out of the way. We all got to get this out of our system. I want to make this very very clear. Bill Belichick is not taking this job, all right? I, I, I got rid of no, him. No, I'm saying it for everyone to know. That's not the alternative. Mike Vrabel is not taking this job. How do you know ben that? Job, because it's an unappealing job. It's a one-year all-in job. No, I'm it's t- not. Because the coach isn't going to get one year. If he does a good it, job with Rodgers and Rodgers bounds out, he will have his opportunity if, to draft a quarterback. If you want to replace Robert Sala, the only guy they're going to hire is Nate Hackett. Is that really uh, what you think the better option but, is? That's ridiculous. Best, the that's best. not the only guy they can hire. Sean, you can't say for people wouldn't take the shot. It is a long shot. I know sometimes when things are long shots, but you try it anyway. It kind of happened with the Nets a year ago where they said, all right, let's just get Kyrie KD back. We'll give it one more try. It didn't work. Kyrie demanded a trade, KD, and all blew apart. But I understood why they gave it one last shot. I supported it. I don't even regret it. And I say the same thing oh. today. As unlikely as it is that we're going to be sitting here a year from now talking about the Jets in the Super Bowl, their best chance is running it back. As asinine as that may sound to you, because the other options are not better. They sound better when fire Robert Salas not too late. For who? Evan. For who? If no, why don't you answer that? Mike Vrabel's not taking the job. I don't know how you can say I really that's we can keep going cat chasing tail. I don't know how you can say that. But even if we wanted to play the game of hire hotshot coordinator, which again I would go Vrabel before that. They're not going to look at this as one year old. In. They're going to look at this as, I get a chance to learn how to be a head coach, have Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, should be an asset there, and then when he retires, I'm still here to be able to draft the quarterback because the clock has been reset. This was a gift from the gods. It should be for Jet fans and for Woody Johnson, this article today in The Athletic, that it's not too late, and we are entering disaster zone. We are about to waste a year on this earth for Jet fans like Joe, who ain't getting any younger, where you know, oh, it's a Hail Mary. No, 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 BS on a Hail Mary. You should be as all-in as possible with Rodgers. It is all-in. And that's having the best head coach possible. Unfortunately. Not a guy incapable of doing the job. Boy, you turned so red. Because it's BS.
us now. I'm tired of the crap football in this town. No, you're tired of the we crap We got Aaron Rodgers here. Yeah, Go get the best head coach in place. This guy sucks. The Jets killed Carl. <laughs> Believe it or not, I don't think Robert Sala's a good head coach. You give him the best chance to win right oh. now. Because they're not high. He gives you no shot to win. Oh, he walked gas, around no like break. a loser telling everybody in that office, what are guys doing at the quarterbacks? I don't know. Kevin Stefanski got off his ass with Joe Flacco and made the playoffs. He's wrong. He's full of excuses. He's a nice guy. He's not equipped to do this job. And you were at, you, what are you going to win? Uh, Rodgers will be 46. He'll still play. Then we'll hire a new head coach. That's stupid. Uh, I, I You're say bananas that. for brains for I thinking sh- that. I said no one. I said one year. This is it for him. Oh, this is you it for can't him. Waste this year it's, not, it's not wasting a year. This is the last chance. This is the last chance for this head coach. This is the last chance for this GM. And it's the last chance for Aaron Rodgers. Like if Aaron Rodgers doesn't put up or shut up this year, I don't want to deal with it anymore. I'm done. Then you will get me to move on territory. All right. But I want to run it back and see what this team could do. Let's go to Ryan and Brick. What's up, Ryan? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How are we doing? Good, man. What's on your mind? Yo, Sean, it's your buddy from Twitter. What's going on, buddy? What? I, I got, got many, Ryan. What's up? Are you guys actually buddies? Uh, oh, you... it's the guy who offered to get beers. He says, I think he, I think you suck, but I'd like to have a beer with you. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Listen, and, and I got to tell you, Sean, you're absolutely right, but it'll never happen because you got to get rid of Douglas, too. You can't fire Sala, keep Douglas. But I, I'll say this. This is my question for you, Evan. Yeah. I think the worst-case scenario is let's say they make the playoffs, wild card round, division round, whatever it is. You know, you win a few games in the playoffs of Rodgers, and you go down in horrible fashion. Rodgers leaves. What do they do with these guys? They extend them? I don't think. But okay, that's a nightmare. That's but, a, but hold that's on, quarterback hold on. Start. I want to answer. It's a good, good question. It's a very good question. I believe that if they are a playoff team and they're good, but they're not good enough, which I don't know if you think that's going to be the scenario that happens. I Maybe. pretty much. Okay, I think Aaron Rodgers is back. I think then it's another year. And the put-up or shut-up is basically like, okay, it was good, we need more, and you run it back again. I mean, if they're sitting there in the divisional round and they lose a game, and I don't know how they lose the game, maybe it's a Dan Campbell-esque kind of choke job at the end, and that's a further discussion on what we think of the head coach, I think the likelihood of Aaron Rodgers retiring or not wanting to be here are very low. I think they're very high. He's back. So then run it back with Salah one more year where now you know he can't coach. No, 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 no. I think things can change if that happens. But if Aaron Rodgers is walking on. out of an AFC divisional playoff game thinking our coach blew it and we all think the same thing, then maybe that scenario looks different. And with Aaron Rodgers coming off a healthy season, maybe that job looks different. I think it's a it's a very what? different scenario than so what we're looking job, at right now. The job would look different knowing you're getting even less of Aaron Rodgers no, going me. forward. You're talking about Aaron Rodgers coming off an Achilles right now. That guy laid out a scenario in which they're in the playoffs. Yeah, but now we're talking about another year old. Well, but you're talking about him actually being effective. But how wouldn't that be even less of a one-year deal for Because the they coach. just went out and performed. And now you think, oh, wow, this geez. team can win a Super Bowl. It's very different than this year. This year was a disaster. I this year is a, F. if things go badly, everyone gets fired kind of season. There is no but way. I don't believe this. The way I look at Rodgers is this. There are two ways we never see him again after this year. Are you ready? Okay. Number one, I'm going to say this without laughing, they win the Super Bowl. If they somehow shock the world... And win the Super Bowl, which I can't even say with a straight face, because as I've said a lot this week, losers lose. We're never going to win yeah. one. No, but, you know how you know you'll win? Yeah. When Oz the Mentalist predicts you won't. 
<laughs> you still fighting, Gio, about this? He just, he's, both of those guys are so lost. I thought you were going to say, uh, you know the Jets are going to win a Super Bowl when Beningo's dead, which would have been a very morbid thing to no, say. It's morbid. By the way, I care about Joe. I don't want him being dead when the Jets I don't win. either, but he has said that to me many times. Now, I don't know what he'll take at the party you invited him to. <laughs> you know when they win when I'm dead. Anyhow, they win the Super Bowl, he's gone. Goes off in the sunset. If this is a disaster, no playoffs, injury, he's gone. If they're good and they're a playoff team, I think we see him again a year later. Paul's in Rockland. How are you, Paul? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. I I think, I mean, a lot of people mention uh, Mike McDaniel or Andy Reid. If you put them on the Jets Mm -hmm. with Zach Wilson, how many games do they win this year? I dis- I think they win more. I think Andy Reid's one of the greatest offensive play callers of all time. And if you took him, I think he would have made something more out of Zach Wilson than what he was. I'm not going to say great. I'm not going to say amazing. But I think okay. it would have been better. I disagree. But, but by with the way, him. to Paul's point, with those nuggies. While Salah is better, this when I say Salah, this should go hand in hand with Joe Douglas too. By the way, I think he should be out. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Now I want nuggies. No, I just—I don't know if Paul wanted to respond to that. I, I disagree with that. I said that earlier this year that if you put Zach with Brian Dable, as much as we've given Brian crap, mm-hmm. I think we would have seen more. I think he would have gotten more out of him. Look what he got out of Devito. Look, and that's a knock on the execution of what we saw this year from Nate Hackett. It would have been better. And the Nate Hackett stuff would alarm me because what that does tell me is that. He just knows he's safe because he's Aaron Rodgers' hired henchman. Well, he was referred to in this story as basically his drinking buddy. That's the way he was referred to. That's why it's funny when you read a story, and I recommend everybody read it. It was great reporting by those two. Some of us take different things out of it that kind of hit them more than it hits others. And that one hit me. Like, Nate Hackett's not working hard. Well, like that would piss me off if I'm Nate. He's lazy. And a week after the Aaron Rodgers injury, he gets approached by the O line coach about giving Dwayne Brown more help against Micah Parsons, and he blatantly just ignores it. Mm. I mean, that's a major. Week no, by, you're right. That just tells me by week two without Rodgers, he couldn't give a damn anymore. Kendrick is in suffering. How are you, Kendrick? Hey guys, Yo. Uh, I wanted to touch touch on this Salah story because of uh, basically all my last few calls have been supporting this guy, and this is a damning article. Yep, but. The one thing I've always said is that he learns from mistakes. And going into the season and watching Hard Knocks, the one thing, and, and Sean, you were a big critic of this, is this is Rodgers' team. Yep. Uh, it seems like Hackett is uh, taking some power back from, from him on the offensive side, and they've already started hiring coaches. So, Sean, the idea that they're going to fire Salah, they just got a new wide receiver coach. I don't yeah, think they hired Sean fire Jefferson. By the way, that was my point, though. They just hired also what their running backs coach was, Vrabel's running backs coach. Well, they're changing some of the coaching yeah. staff is the point. like, And yeah. that's what they're doing this year. They are making changes to their coaching staff, even yeah. if they're not as deep as maybe some of us want. My only point is, while it's not ideal to fire a coach this late, it's also not too late. It kind it's of is, not. though. It's, it's, he's already How? building. It's too late for the commanders? They're building. The Super Bowl's even been played. No, no. You're missing the point. He's building a new staff. Well, unfortunately. They're making changes. Like, I don't love Robert Sala, and what I hate about an argument like this, it's a good one, is that it feels like I'm on his side. 
And I'm really not. I don't even believe in Robert Sala. But I also think it's crazy to think that today you're just got fire the coach. Just change the coach. Dude, because Who's taking the job? That's a legitimate concern. Again. What's the offense look like? Is Nate Hackett here? That's a legitimate concern. This defense, which has become electric over the last few years, what does that look like? Who's the defensive coordinator? Is Albrecht back? Like You're creating so many new questions that I think makes it more difficult to win next year. I'm being honest. I mean, we see teams that fire all their scouts after a draft is over just because they've already done the work. It's not too late to get rid of a head coach. While not ideal, I'm sorry, it's not. And but I just think there's a mental block with you and other Jeff fans, and I don't blame you, that it's because it's a little extreme, you can't put yourself there because you just cannot envision getting past Rogers approving getting rid of Rogers. No, no, Tyler, no. Which is I, I want itself. to explain the issue. Well, part of the issue, and I know you reject the thesis, but it matters. I reject I am sick and tired, and I will say this the day Robert Sala's gone, which will happen at some point. I'm sick and tired of hiring the next hot coordinator and hoping and praying their next a great head coach. I'm done with it. Like, I'm done. I want an established guy. Okay? Do you, you understand that right now? Yeah, I, I want an established guy. Okay, you're with me. But you're I, telling me an established guy will come here. Hold on a second. Right now, no. Right now, no. So then coaching Aaron Rodgers is not appealing then? No, no. In this situation, coming off a year in which he missed the entire season, in which, did you fire the GM, by the way? Like, let's answer well, that that's, question. That's another problem. I no. would have fired the GM. But, but and Sean, I would. Are you not seeing the issue with this? It's not as simple as fire him, this guy's better. You're probably going to have to hire someone who's never coached before. And I don't, I'm done crossing my fingers. Like, if they blow it up next year, and I hate to say it, it's the likeliest scenario. Yeah, it ends in disaster. You ask me right now what probably happens next year, 7-10, and 10, they miss the playoffs, everybody's gone. It's probably what's, what's going to happen. I would be on this radio screaming and yelling, I want a guy that's done it before. I'll be screaming for Vrabel. I'll be screaming for Tomlin. I don't want the first-time coordinator anymore. Do and you? I don't think you're getting anything more than that if you made the rash decision on January 31st to fire your coach because you didn't like an article in The Athletic. Now, don't you think this is kind of like the Cohen-Otani stuff where – we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Doesn't Woody, after this article, knowing everything that's going on, doesn't he have at least have to place the phone call to Vrabel? So, okay, so I want to react to that with Jerry Jones' information. So Jerry Jones was interviewed in Yahoo, a story that's not getting as much attention, in which he was asked pointedly about Bill Belichick. And Jerry said, nah, Mike McCarthy's our guy. Mike McCarthy's our guy. Hey, did you ever reach out to Bill Belichick? Well, I'm not going to talk about that. No, I've only talked to one head coach. It's Mike McCarthy. But then goes on to say, just to put it out there, I could work with Bill Belichick. Okay? It was very interesting to me that he said that. Okay. So he denies he ever talked to him, which may be a lie. I have no idea. But then goes on to say, I know I could work with him. And we even talked, to get choked up about it. We even talked about it right after Dallas's debacle. Doesn't Jerry have to make that call? And right. I've made it clear that, yeah, I, I would love to know, hey, Mike Tomlin, if things don't work with you in Pittsburgh, would you ever want to come here? Like, I get that. Back-channel conversation should happen. I would hope that you do your research as an owner to know every scenario. But this scenario the Jets are in right now, I I'd be stunned if it was appealing to anybody. Like, you're being too nice to the Jets right now, actually. No, I you're being too nice to Aaron Rodgers. You think that them firing their coach and GM right now is appealing with a 40-year-old quarterback off a torn Achilles where if things go badly, that guy gets fired again? No, no, no. Like, what planet are you Evan, on? Think about how many times and scenarios in which coaches get fired. Actually, what happens far too often in the NFL is a GM and coach pick a quarterback. He's there for a year or two because that coach and GM were there like the year or two prior to that picking of a quarterback. He may or may not be a bust. 
Then you fire said coach. New coach has to accept the job where I have no idea if this guy's the guy, and now he's got two years left on his deal. Like, that to me is an unappealing hire. Knowing that you don't, you have a clean slate as far as the most important position, the next quarterback of the team is not even here, but I get a year under my feet with Aaron Rodgers, that is appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Matt and Waldick, uh, Waldwick. What's up, Matt? Wald- yeah, Waldwick, Waldwick. Yeah. Now, yeah, that. sorry about that. So, all right, you know I'm not a Jets fan. I'm a Niners fan. Uh, Salah was my show coordinator who yeah. gave up the 17-point lead. Yes. He's not that good of a coach. You didn't need an article to explain that. The guy defended his defense in the beginning of the year, how they shut down quarterbacks, right? Talked about how, he, how he's taking receipts. He uh, talked to a radio host, right? Um, an owner that doesn't see the writing on the wall by now is just proving the fact that the organization doesn't know what. Yeah, but hold doing. on, Matt. Matt, seriously and about this. Now I is agree. The time. And, and wait, 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 let me just let me okay. take the question. Go ahead. Go, go, go. They, they, they make the playoffs this year, right? Mm-hmm. Now, excuse me, coming up, twenty-four, twenty-five. They make the playoffs. They lose. Rogers says he's done. You're now going to have a middle of the round pick for a, uh we don't even know who's on the board for quarterbacks this year, and you're either going to give Salah and the coordinator, I don't even want to name his name because he doesn't even like deserve the title, <laughs> a chance to a chance to Matt, see what they did to Zach Matt, 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 here's the problem, okay? We cont- and you're the second guy to do this, and Sean's kind of done it too. You're trying to play the game of what about next year? I'm not worried about next year. When we find out what happens this season, trust me, we'll all formulate opinions on what they should do, whether it's replacing Aaron Rodgers because he left, whether it's running it back with Aaron Rodgers, whether it's firing Robert Sala, whether it's blowing it up. We keep creating these fictitious discussions about next year. I'm talking about right now. And I think what Matt is doing and what you're doing, Sean, is I think you're being irrational fanboys in a way. No, And I know you're not a fan of the Jets, but here's why. I think you're screaming and yelling something that seems easy, and it's not. Well, you're I, screaming and yelling. I agree that it's not easy. Fire coach, he's bad. As if replacing him and making this a functional organization when you've committed to Aaron Rodgers could actually work. And I'm skeptical that it can. So I'm not telling you Robert Sala's a great coach. What I'm trying to calmly say to you and others is that the idea of Fire him now. It's not too late. And turning red and just get me someone else. I don't think it's a rational plan. And I'm a fan who wants to see my team win. And unfortunately, as unlikely as it seems, their best scenario is this one. It doesn't make it a high scenario, no. but it's their best scenario. Now, I agree with you that it's not easy to fire a coach at this time and, and do the, but sometimes the best decisions are the most uncomfortable and uneasy decisions. And that scenario that he laid out is a scenario where next year, again, the jet job would be even less appealing than you claiming it's not appealing now, which is also very realistic. But again, you're going to next year. How do you know what next year looks like? How do you know that? To me, I think the job is never going to be more appealing than it is right now, knowing you can get your feet wet with Aaron Rodgers and not a rookie quarterback. Here's why you're wrong. I'll paint the scenario. You got me into the game. I'll play the stupid game with you. All right? I'll paint the scenario. All right. That's the right question. They they suck. They're a disaster. All right. Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Like right. it's a, bro, it's a disaster. What kind of chicken wing am I eating when he gets hurt? Yeah, well, who knows? Whatever thing is shoving down your throat. Okay. I don't know. They go 4-13. and 13. Aaron gets hurt. The backup stinks. The offensive line isn't fixed. 
And again, we're frustrated by the fact that, my God, they have an all-world defense. My God, Brees Hall's amazing. My God, Garrett Wilson's amazing. And now they're picking third in the draft, and Woody says, okay, we got to blow this up. Didn't work. All of a sudden, I just painted a scenario where the Jets have a top pick. Mm-hmm. They've got a pretty good nucleus of young players, and they've just blown the whole thing up, and they're hiring a new head coach and GM. That's not an appealing job? That is. Oh, oh, ow. However. See, I can play your stupid no, no, game. You no, want to play the stupid game? I'll play the stupid game. Me, that is the only scenario where next year the job is more appealing than it is right now. And in that scenario, you know what you've done off the injury? You tanked. Well, I didn't, I didn't say you tanked. I just say you well, sucked. To get I mean, the there's a difference. Thing, the point is. They were bad. That's the o- Do you think that scenario is happening? I think it's on the table, yeah. Really? Well, Why that- wouldn't it be on the table? To, to be have the third pick in the draft next year with Aaron Rodgers entering this they, year and then what talent? Where are they have? picking this year in the draft, Sean? What are they picking? Tenth? I mean, well, you act like they're that far off from that. And by the way, until well, they I'm finish also with assuming a, you're upgrading from Zach Wilson as a backup when Rodgers does go down, I hope so. Look, I, I'm by not the way, Ryan Tannehill with Rabel would make a lot of sense. I got you. I gotta see what this roster looks like and what this draft looks like. But if you're asking me on January 30th, 31st, is that a possibility? Like, yeah. How could you rule that out? That's a possibility. You do the uncomfortable now and fire Salah. I'm sorry. Do the uncomfortable, Woody. Listen to me. Don't listen to him. By the way, I need to cleanse myself with a Nick phone call. We've talked a lot of Knicks today, and for some reason, all this anger and like, eh, about the Jets. So let's get back to Knicks for a second. We'll take more of your Jet calls. Including, the Knicks are back. Yeah, including Robert Sala doing what Rex Ryan did, invoking the Giants. We'll get to that coming up. But Dino is in South Plainfield. What's up, Dino? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, man? What's on your mind? So, um, I know you guys mentioned this before, but I, I'm, I'm Bulls fan, so I went through the Thibodeau era with Chicago. Yeah. And even with the playoffs with the Knicks, I don't think he's learned how to really manage in the playoffs throughout the season. You see a lot of teams, they don't take the season as seriously. This guy, last night, Bronson was playing with two minutes left in the game, up by what, almost 20 points, and he's mm. getting smashed in the face. I mean, the guy, he, he doesn't know how to relax. Here's the and question. Now, here's the, I understand, but here's the question related to that. Because Jalen didn't get hurt last night. It was scary, but he didn't get hurt last night. Do you think that come playoff time, Jalen Brunson is going to slow down because of the amount of minutes he's played this season? That's the real question. If you think he's going to be compromised in the second round against Milwaukee or the second round against Philadelphia because he was playing 39 minutes in a game against Utah – then I get your concern about Tom Thibodeau kind of drilling those minutes in. But in this modern NBA, where I understand maintenance days, and sometimes I support it for the right guys, some guys can just play. Yeah, Some guys don't need to be babied. Some guys don't need to get maintenance days. You know who needs maintenance days? Joel Embiid needs maintenance days. Big men. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard needed maintenance days. It worked out perfectly in Toronto. My old friend who's coming back tonight, more on that later, he needs maintenance days. But we've seen it with maintenance days come playoff time. The team doesn't have continuity. And all of a sudden, they try to flip a light switch on, and they can't. No, but what I'm saying is every situation is different. Sure. I don't look at Jalen Brunson as someone that's going to be – I'm actually defending you guys. I don't look at him as a guy that's going to be compromised or affected by playing big minutes in the middle of January no, 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 no. when April and May roll around. The argument is he shouldn't be on the floor with two minutes left in a blowout because they're shorthanded right now. Well, and I, you can't afford another injury, certainly to him, well, of course. Well, uh, Fibs will tell you the three-point shot is how – 
can't pull all the starters. No, no, and I get that, by the way. Like, in this league, leads can disappear very, very quickly. There's a fine line between deciding, okay. Not, not a 20-point lead versus the Jazz with two minutes left. I agree. That's why that occasion last night, to me, was a different Even scenario. Even in Charlotte, they came out of a timeout with Jalen still on the floor with, like, two minutes left, and then they fouled to get the scrubs in the game, and it's like, what are you doing? Come no. on, he shouldn't have been out there. But the one thing you don't want to do as a coach is pull your guys and have to go back to them. Like, you don't want to have that scenario. And I think that's the thing he kind of is afraid of or shies away from. Romeo is in Nanuet, New York. What's up, Romeo? Hey, guys. Love the show. Uh, Thank you. Been calling for a long time. I usually call in the morning because of my job, but I finally got through to you guys. Ev, I used to call you with Joe all the time. Appreciate you guys it. do a great job. Sean, you're doing great, too, bud. Appreciate well, it. Well, listen, I go back to the Jets a long time, unfortunately, and I'm, I've had it. I'm done. I'm going to sound irrational, but I'm going to come back to be kind of rational. Go ahead. So, Robert Sala should be the one held at fault after Rodgers went down and the entire coaching staff. Did you remember Remember the way he called that game versus New England? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't let him throw. They wouldn't let him do anything. I mean, Zach isn't good. I get it. We all understand he's not good. But you got to give this kid at the time a chance to win the game. That was horrible coaching. He did it all year long. Then he benched him for two worst guys when they could have won the games and maybe been competitive, whatever. Now we're all to this mess today. Back to, you know, how it was with Rex years ago and the circus and the clown show. That's what it feels like today. It feels just like that. And if the Jets are going to be all in, they weren't all in last year. They were halfway. If you're going to be all in, then you got to sign every single person or trade for anyone you can get to make your roster better. And what did you do? You brought in so, Alan Lazard. So, Ro- Romeo, Romeo, you hit our, you, you didn't get there, but I'll tell you something I'm pissed off about. That's not Robert Sala's fault that I need more reporting on. I want an investigation done. Diana does a great job. Who's the other guy? Zach Rose. Zach Rose. They do a great job. I got a new investigation. Why did they not add a real quarterback? Why? What's the reason? Because there's a theory that's been floated around for a while. That's not Robert Sala's fault and not Joe Douglas's fault. And we've talked about it briefly on the air before. And I want to know because the customer deserves to know. Did they not add a quarterback because Woody Johnson felt he had already spent enough money on quarterbacks? Money, money, money. Like, did that happen? Because that's unacceptable. Then you're not all in. That's a problem. If money was the reason, and, and that's one of the main reasons why last year failed. Like, what this article is, and it's interesting, it's similar to what we saw about the Giants and similar to what we saw about the Mets. Three teams that in the past year had bad, bad seasons. And at the end of their seasons, we got an autopsy, right? And it was great reporting by the Athletic. I think that they did it for the Mets. Uh, the, the Giant one was done by every publication. Everybody wrote an autopsy on the Giants. The wing side, the yeah, table oh yeah. side. And now we have it on the Jets. And so this autopsy is great. Like, it's interesting to see, hey, Nate Hackett's lazy, never made adjustments. Hey, Robert Sala's always looking for excuses. Hey, Aaron Rodgers was disconnected from Zach Wilson after Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Okay. Why? Why? I want the why. Why didn't they add a real quarterback? Was it because Joe Douglas was in love with Zach Wilson? Was it? It wasn't because Robert Sala was in love with Zach Wilson. Robert Sala was the one telling everybody in America, you can't win with Zach Wilson, essentially. So why didn't they add one? Because I'm convinced it was the owner. I am. I'm convinced the owner said, well, I've spent a lot of money on Zach Wilson. I've spent a lot of money on Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to spend more. And I have an offense to that. Because here's the thing, Woody. Here's the thing. You charge Jet fans a lot of money to go to games, and you had the balls to raise their prices and tell them to pay sooner than ever. See, I don't like that. 
And I don't just scream and yell when it's my season tickets. I'll do it for any team in this town and any owner in this town because that takes a lot of balls. Blue collar. So what I want to know from this owner, besides reading Twitter and seeing people's critiques of the Jets and then going to Robert Sala with it, which is lame as hell, I want to know why you didn't add a quarterback. I want to know. Was it money related? It better not be. Like, I think to myself, what would piss me off more? Joe Douglas not understanding that Zach Wilson sucks. Would that bother me more? (laughs) Would Robert Sala saying, we're good with these guys. Would that bother me more? Would Aaron Rodgers being involved saying, we don't need anyone? Which I don't think is true. I got this, bro. I got this, bro. Or would this owner, this billionaire owner, who has the balls to tell season ticket holders, pay me earlier. Look at our practice facility. It's so beautiful. That guy not had a quarterback because he didn't want to spend more money. That, I think, you know what? I've made my decision. That would piss me off the most. The only thing I would give Woodrow Wilson a pass for. Well, first of all, don't you, Woodrow Wilson. He was a president. I'm sorry, Woodrow Johnson. And a very overrated one. Yeah, he, I, was, yeah. he was a compiler. I was Woodrow. trying to do the Evan thing where he gives the, you know, the elongated name. <laughs> so you and then I Wilson. actually gave the president instead of Johnson. <laughs> yes. I mean. I made a lot of mistakes in life. He's still spending money. How about find Jacoby Brissett and not Dalvin Cook for that money? You know what I mean? Like, he still spent money on ulterior pieces. Like, did you need to spend that money on Alan Lazard when Garrett Wilson still exists as the number one receiver on the I team? thought Alan Lazard was going to be a lot better than the way he played this year, I by agree. the way. I'll defend but, that move. But the point is, he had no problem spending the money at other positions, not quarterback. So, he still spent money on this roster just in the complete wrong places. So I, maybe it is okay. a funny thing. I'm gonna but... save I'm gonna save what you just said uh-huh. for the next time you rip Steve Cohen. Because Steve Cohen and the Mets are gonna have the highest payroll in baseball yet. I yeah. still rip and say, I need more. Yeah, I, I say that. I said it the other day. Give me a bat. I want more. I never heard you say, well, Evan, I mean, Steve Cohen gave you the highest payroll in baseball. He just spent uh, in the yeah. wrong places. Boy, that's I didn't even say fun. it then. Now not, you're saying it. Now you're bringing it up. It's not as fun. Oh, now it's convenient for yeah. you. Yeah. By the way, Woody Johnson better fix this now because there's a chance he's back in the U.K. in about six months. <laughs> I don't know if anyone just gets repositioned back. Now, we haven't had it. Months. I got to go back to the Grover Cleveland administration <laughs> and see if that happened. Because that's the only time that's happened. Do you know what I'm referring to? No, I don't. I thought Grover was just in Sesame Street. Oh, my God. You know why I brought up the Grover Cleveland administration? And Cleveland's in Ohio. Yeah. Grover, you know why... so Grover Cleveland was a president, not a senator. Do you know why I brought up Grover Cleveland? No, I don't. You really have no idea? No. Grover Cleveland is the only president to this day who was president, uh-huh. lost an election, and then came back. He oh. served two non-consecutive terms. Wow. So what I was saying to you is I should do research. When Grover won again, did he just reappoint everybody? <laughs> I bet you something. Nestor Cortez. I have no idea. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Maybe Adam Gase comes back when all this happens. I think Grover Cleveland's going to get a lot of attention over the last ne- uh, next 10 months. You, don't, you don't say. <laughs> I think he's got, well, we need to learn our history. That's well, clearly me po- and Lukey do. I can't believe you didn't know that. I'm very disappointed. Evan, we have other interests, you know. What does that mean? I'm going to go on with my day quite fine not yeah. knowing that. You know what annoys tidbit. me about you two? I've heard this a lot. Uh-huh. So I'll make a comment, and then you guys will kind of sheepishly say, Evan only knows sports. But when I know other things, and I know a lot of other things, yeah, you decide to minimize that as just geeky, and we have more important things to no. watch, like college football on a Saturday. So I like true. to go to uh, former presidents' boyhood homes. Yeah. Mm. 
I don't think it's a knock on you, Evan, because be interested in what you're interested in. There's nothing wrong with uh, enriching yourself with our president. I happen history. to know a lot about presidents, WrestleMania main events, and state capitals. What's that wrong being, with that? That being said, me and Lugie are cut a little from the same cloth. I would choose to spend my Saturdays looking at Florida State cheerleaders and wondering who's going to be the next great quarterback in football. See what you did. You're just you're just no, sports. No. That's all you are. You're nothing but sports. We will we'll throw porn in as well. <laughs> I'm sports, farts, and Asiago Ranch chicken sandwiches from Wendy's. And I got no problem with my Instagram life. models. We yeah. mix it up a little bit. I understand. Maybe Bed Bath & Beyond if we have enough time. You know, we like to mix it up. Bed Bath & Beyond? Yeah, I don't know if we'll have enough time, but if we do, we'll You go. don't get the movie reference. That's when your wife said, no, I do not get that movie reference. Oh, old school, God. Frank the Tank. I've seen old school. I just don't remember every movie line from it. I've seen it three times. He's describing his lame Saturday. No, I understand. I, I get it. I've seen the movie. I just don't remember all the lines. I've but, seen the movie. But you remember Glo- Grover Cleveland's uh, head of state. Evan it's, has a great memory. It's a basic fact that he's the only president to serve non-two consecutive what? terms. I mean, like, everybody should no, know that. No, 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 no. It's not a basic fact. That's not a basic Saturday fact. coming after Friday is a basic fact. Grover, whatever his name is, serving whatever the hell he served, it's not a this basic is, this fact, is a problem Evan. with our country. We don't know Oh, here we go. In my day. No, it's not my day. It's just, you should, we're the same age. So it's not a my day thing. Like, how do you not know that? Because people these days know Sidney Sweeney's dating history. They don't now, know about uh, Grover. Yeah. Uh, you can know is. both. School's like, not important. It's possible to know both. I agree with that, Sean. It's we not should important. learn our history unless we're going to repeat You learn it. nothing in school that. that matters. I, one serious question is going to sound like a joke. <laughs> Grover Cleveland was a president when? 1884. And then he got reelected in, in, in 92. It's hard to Two compare stories. errors. No, no. So this is, both of these things are entirely possible. Mm-hmm. City of Cleveland, named after Grover Cleveland? No. Grover from Sesame Street. Did they get the name from Grover Cleveland? Probably. What's okay. the thing in France, the Louvet? No. Garfield, New Jersey, named after James Garfield. Not the cat. No, the cat was named after the president. And the city. True story. <laughs> he fought cl- uh, crime. So James folder. Garfield had a lot of things named after him. A cat yeah, because and, he was and in, the city. Because everybody knew who he was. 150 years later, nobody knows who he is, which is a shame. In fact, on his dying bed, James, should I say this? Yeah. When he was dying, James Garfield said, do you think they'll remember me? Did he really? True story. Yeah. And, and he placed an orange cat eating lasagna at his feet and said, of course they will, Jimbo. <laughs> I think his handler or his friend said, of course they will. You oh. did a lot. And meanwhile, they don't. Like, you don't know who the hell he is. I had no idea. You know the cat. You know the city. Yeah. And you don't know the president. So, I, I hate to say this to poor James Garfield, but unfortunately, no, they didn't remember you. And let this be a lesson to any girl dad out there when somebody says, do you want to have a boy? Don't you want your last name to carry over? When you die, nobody cares. Well, it depends who you are. When you die, nobody cares. All right. I, I got to move on from this. I got a headache. True story. Will's in Milford, Connecticut. What's up, Will? All right, Evan, I'm going to share with you. I'm going to ask you this question. How long is Robert Salas' contract? I would, because... think, I would think he signed a five-year deal when they hired him, so he's uh, almost towards the end would be my guess, if memory serves right, correct. So, so let's say, and I know you kept saying that we're not talking about next year, but let's mm-hmm. say He next did year, sign a five-year deal, they, by the way. Okay, so I was right okay. about that. Thank you. All right, so basically, when when is that over? Actually, because if you if you extend him, then you're stuck. Because what happens is, and then now you have Brees Hall, you have the the wide receiver. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to go back to what you said. What does that mean? Like, are you t- again talking about that, next year? Like deciding to keep him for 2025? Yeah, well, you talked about it because you yeah. said just say they they just happens to maybe they do it and they go to a. Uh, maybe a conference game, right. and then you said, then you got to run it back. Yeah. 
So you're concerned about what kind of contract I give him? I probably tack on a year. I mean, honestly, I, I don't think that's the concern. The concern I'm laying out about talking about next year is that I don't think this job is appealing right now because I think anyone who takes it knows, wow, I may be fired in one year. And this when- is not a long-term job. So when I talk about next year, I'm not talking about it in terms of worried about Robert Sala's future. I'm saying it because I think it's a misnomer to believe Mike Vrabel would have any interest in this job. And by the way, Any interest. when you become a good head coach in this league and you start going to the playoffs and stuff like that, you know what happens? Nobody has any idea how long your contract is, including Tomlin this year, Belichick, know, right, right, stuff right. like that. So tacking on, these guys' goal could be on year to year. You never know. I don't think that matters very much. It doesn't. More of your calls coming up. Plus, Robert Sala invoked the New York Giants. Was it a mistake? And what the hell did he mean with that? Your calls, 877-337-6666. Plus, if Aaron Boone is listening... I think you're weird. I think you're weird. And that's coming from me. And I'll explain why coming up next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.